I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to All Stats That We, a podcast in which Leeds fans cast their combined eye over goings-on at Elland Road, giving scrutiny to the underlying statistics and tactical footings at work at Leeds United. I'm Martin Riley and I'm joined today by Dan Holdsworth. Dan, how are you doing? I'm pretty good, thanks Martin. Um, just back from a dog walk and I had salmon Asian star with a vegetable stir-fry for my dinner, so... All is well with the world. Sounds good. I'm I'm also good. I had a homemade curry, which was very good. Nice. The, the rice was a little bit claggy, um, but I'm, I'm, I've always been dreadful at making rice. It's awful. I'm good at the, the curry part. The curry's good, but the rice is a little bit claggy. I've got I've got some rice tips. I'll give them after the podcast recording. Ah, that will help. Yeah, thank right. you. Anyway, we're not <laughs> here to talk about rice. We are here <laughs> to talk about Leeds United, um, who we play who play against Ipswich Town on Saturday. At Elland Road. We don't have an opposition interview today, so we'll just dive right into the analysis. So, first things first, Dan, when, what is Ipswich's form looking like recently? How are they doing? I think we know this already, but oh, yes. Pay, painful, painfully good, I'm afraid to say. Yeah, just just, just, mm. just painfully consistent. I mean, uh, obviously, they drew against Norwich at the weekend. It looks like they pretty much dominated that match by the shot count and XG count, all that kind of stuff. And then it's, what, four straight wins before that, a defeat. Then a little bit of a wobble in in November where they had a couple of draws and a win and a loss and a loss before that, but just con- consistently, consistently, uh, consistently good. Really, only only the what they won two two losses this season in the league and one in the cup and a couple of, and four draws, five draws or something. So yeah, uh, they seem to be a very good team. Yeah, it's uh, frustratingly good. Yeah, um, especially in, like like you mentioned against Norwich, they drew, but they got double the XG that. Norwich had, yep. so I think they got quite unlucky in that game, which is nice. Yeah. It's about time, about time they had a bit of luck, because they have had a few games where they've been pretty close by XG, mm. but just still, still keep coming out with those wins. But yeah, uh, regards to how they play, obviously we've already played them once, but just to refresh our listeners' memory, how do they set up in possession? Well, they're, they're listed as a four-two-three-one on the on the you know in the newspaper, whatever if you like. But that's that's more the defensive shape. So, like with the ball, they kind of tend to set up with like a three-two-five. Um, so what they do is they have a front four, 
And then someone from the back, mostly Leif Davis, will join in to make a five. And then the remaining back four, sorry, the remaining three of the back four will, will shuffle across and make a back three. And the defensive double pivot will just kind of hold, hold position in the midfield. Quite combative. So yeah, they'll have like a three, two shape behind an attacking, um, attacking five. The way it generally works is Broadhead, who's the left winger, it tends to kind of in, invert quite a lot and come in field. So Leif Davis will generally be the left winger, really, in attack. Uh, Burns, who typically plays on the right wing, will hold position, but will drive in field, but tends to hold width more than Chap- Broadhead does on the left. Chaplin, the number 10, will combine off both sides, but I've noticed him drifting right to combine with Burns quite a lot. Kind of not dissimilar to the way... Click used to do it for us. You know, used to drift over to the right and combine with the right winger. I think you see a bit of that from Chaplin at 10. And then Hurst, who plays up front, is kind of a tall, kind of rangy striker, runs the channels quite well, you know, does the kind of physical stuff. Um, so that, that's the kind of general shape of things. So, yeah, you just you have that kind of five. Like I say, Burns, Burns taking the right channel, Davis left channel, Broadhead inside left, Chaplin inside right, Hurst through the middle. Um, and the, they're quite a, I would say, in terms of the attack, they get the ball, they win the ball back and they're generally quite direct. You know, play it forward very quickly, happy to play it very wide, the whole width very well, they you know, they keep the whole width. And it's just it's just it's just a very kind of so all all feels about momentum go. As soon as you get the ball, get momentum go, get a roll going. Kind of mm. kind of slightly reminiscent of I've made this point today of early Chris Wilder, Chef United. Now, do you remember before before they kind of got stale and kind of what have you? The early days of his team, they were quite kind of quite an attacking kind of direct kind of like you know the team that kind of generated a lot of momentum and a lot of forward movement. Now, Chef United did it in different ways to the Sipswich team, different shapes and things. But the kind of the effect when watching the Sipswich team reminded me of that kind of early early Wilder, Chef United before they went up. You know, when they were kind of building that team together. So it's just all kind of all dynamic, all forward running, all on the ground. You know, forward at pace. And it can be quite overwhelming for teams, I think, the way they kind of play forward yeah. and, 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 and what have you. So that's generally how they attack. There's not like a ton of subtlety to the way they play. You know, I didn't, I've, when I've seen them against a lower block, it's been less, less impressive. I'm, you know, they can break a low block down, but I kind of think when, when they play the ball forward quickly and really like swarm teams, that's when they're at the best. Yeah, that adds up with what I've seen of them this season. Mm. Uh, they're very good at, at staying through a press as well. I've got one thing that I did, yeah. did note. Um, they've got a lot of those locations in the deeper deep areas which helps them to get around a best which I think that was something which we struggled with earlier in the season um, but that was also when our press wasn't as good as what it has been recently so we've improved on our press so it's going to be quite interesting to see yeah. how they cope with it now um, but speaking of this is, uh, how is it that they will look to press their opponents out of possession? So th- this is the thing the, the part of the game I was least impressed with was the defence they give up chances. Teams can play through them. They are quite. They're very aggressive team. They're quite a big, strong team, and they put the foot in, and you know they'll foul you. And they've got quite a few kind of meaty players, reminiscent of the kind of mid nineteen nineties players. You know the way they go with tackles and stuff, and what have you. And they're quite aggressive in the press. Now it's not a particularly sophisticated or massively organised press. It just feels very much like a swarm press to me. You know, I was looking for patterns. Is it four four two? Did they try and pin people to the touchline? And there wasn't a lot of subtlety or a lot of kind of invention in the press, but it was just really, really, really aggressive and really forward. And it's just, you know, it's just about winning it and going hard again and going hard again. And it's just all physicality and duels and battles, I think. That's the way they play. So that was that was my view. Yeah, yeah that sounds pretty similar to what I remember of them as well. Um, but yeah, that's good. So the last game which we played against Ipswich was pretty close on the actual scoreline. Um, but the XG share was pretty similar. Uh, they had a fair chunk higher than what we had. So they had 2.4 to our 1.6. So the um, question here is, 
considering how well they did last time with such a high XG amount, do you think they are likely to change their approach against us with being at home this time for us? One, one thing I will say about that is I think a couple of their chances came from Lee's mistakes. I think if you take those kind of clangers, I mean, remember Drammy basically handing them, them a big chance. I think Alien gave them a big chance. Was it a fourth one of their goals? If you kind of take those yeah. horrendous errors out, it felt like a very even game, I think. I think a lot of, a lot of the talk was Ops, which got more chances than us. And yeah, in terms of the way we generated, in terms of the style of play, I don't know if they know anything else. I've not seen anything else in terms of how they'll approach the game. Um, the only thing I can think of is, if, of is they perhaps don't press as aggressively and, and, and look to counter leads a little bit more, you know, trying trying to absorb leads' pressure a little bit more, you know, being away from home. But I've watched, I've, I've found some footage of their away games and they go at teams away from home. I couldn't get footage yeah. of the recent win at Middlesbrough, which is a shame. I wanted to watch that because I thought Borough would, you know, be quite dominant at, uh, at the Riverside. But I've managed to get footage of when they beat Sunderland early in the season, when Sunderland were going fairly well. And like like I say, the Ipswich went at Sunderland. They went hard at them. They pressed them high. They, they didn't, you know, they played the same way. It was aggressive. It was front foot stuff again. So I'm not sure they know anything else. So I'll, I would expect them to come out at us and have a go, which which I think is is promising for Leeds as well, actually, I would say. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't think mm. that we're likely to see much different from them. They do generally look to try to, t- try to take the game to opponents anyway. Mm. Um, there hasn't been too many games where they've really been out of possessions. Um, I think there's been three games where they have had where they've had forty percent or less possession. Um, one of those was against Blackburn, in which they won four three, which was just a mental game. And another one of those was against Swansea, in which they won three two, but they put up three point eight xg in that. And then the other one was against Sunderland, yeah. which had the least possession out of 34%, and they got a narrow win against Sunderland. I think that might have been from the opening match, actually. I think that might have been the one which you had, had watched, yeah. Yeah. So from what I can see there, they're quite effective at putting up a fair, a fair amount of XG, and they do have less of the ball. So it's something to note that they seem to be good in transition by that. And so I'm hoping that doesn't, and badly for us, but our ref defence has been good recently, and I think out of possession we have improved a lot compared to the previous game. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes, but we'll talk about that more when it comes to the lead side of things. Mm. But next, which players stood out for you, um, both good and bad, when you was watching Ipswich? So just just broadly speaking, I mean, I don't think they're a team full of superstars, actually. I mean, obviously that front five is really effective um, and, and broadhead. And Chaplin are two of the players that kind of get a lot of the, the, the plaudits and Leif Davis as well from left back. But I think it's very much a system. It's just a really, really good system that works to their, to their kind of, um, their upside. Um, you know, really hard direct running. They're all very, they're all very quick. They're all very athletic. They look like a very fit team. And it's just kind of that dark, direct running, hard running sort of football that they play. And I think those players are all good for that. And uh, not massively technical. Chaplin's a fairly technical player, I think. Good finisher. Like I say, Broadhead, similar kind of player. Clark. Sorry, um, the the right back, sorry, the right winger normally that d- d- burns. He's like I say, gets down the touchline and puts a good cross in quite well. And Davis is obviously a very good cross of the ball. I think Longo and Morsi are kind of big physical guys in midfield and, and and break play up very well. But I'm not looking at any of these players and thinking, oh wow, he's he's a world beater. He's going to go on and play top top level football. For a, for a big club, I think the more it's more of a system thing with this team. But like I say, there's a lot of good players, but no no kind of wow standout. There's no Somervilles or Jack Clarks or there's no you know there's no Keenan Jewsbury Hall or whatever. You know there's no players of that level. I don't think in in this team. 
Well, this makes it difficult because you haven't got someone who you can say, oh, well, if we stop this guy, we can stop, stop them. It's a very well-coordinated machine. Yeah, so I agree. Yeah, yeah. Was there any, anyone who you saw we can get out of this guy? Yeah, the right back Clark. Um, I mean, we saw it in the the, the time we played them, played them previously. I think uh, Sinister had had him a few times. I would fancy Somerville to also have him. He's he's kind of playing right back, but he looks like a centre-back playing right back, and he tucks in to make the back three. Um Big physical boy, he'll 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 he'll, he'll batter Somerville physically, but if Somerville can get a run in, I think he'll turn him inside out and get behind him. Just more broadly, I think they look like good, solid EFL stoppers, the defenders, but with quick, skillful players running at them, I think they may struggle a little bit. So, I think because of the way they play and the all-action way they play, there will be there will be space for our counter-attacking players to run at their back three, and I think we can get some joy. So yeah, but especially Clark. I think some of it will, will enjoy himself. I agree with that, especially on Clark. I think he's he's probably the weak link in their defence. Um, also, with how high Davis gets in possession, um, just attacking the space that he leaves behind could yeah. well be a, a frugal part for us to hit. Um, but with regards to the standout players, I think I think the one who's always, always stood out for me when watching them is Chaplin. Um, you, you mentioned him a little bit there, but I'd, I think he's a fantastic player and one, yeah. probably the, the main one who I think could step up to the Premier League, um, especially because of one thing that he's got about his game is his, his finishing from distance. Mm. He scored quite a quite a number of good goals from distance this season. And yeah. he's currently running over his XG. He scored eight goals from I think one from six point two XG. I think so, nearly a two of performance there. So yeah, he's yeah. doing quite quite well when it comes to that. And similar for Broadhead as well, actually. Six point seven according to XG. Uh, sorry, XG uh, FP ref. So I'm looking at now. Exactly. They've got they've got a number of players who are finishing above their XG terms, and that's one of the reasons why they are yeah. looking so good. Um, but one player who isn't, and that's um, first the striker. He's currently underperforming by close to two XG. Yeah. So he's got six six from nearly eight XG. So he's the only one of their front line who isn't performing their XG. So that's one thing. Hopefully, we get both of the chances will fall to Hurst, not the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's the kind of Bamford of the team. He does like a good job for the team, runs the channels, links play mm. well. I think he's yeah. he's young as well. He's a young guy, Hurst. I mean, old, older listeners might remember his dad, who played for Chef Wednesday in England back in the uh, back in the nineties. The name rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he, he was he was at Chef Wednesday this Hurst actually, and he got pinched by Leicester, I think, and then. He's finished up Ipswich. Talented, he's a talented player. I think he'll probably come good in time. Like I say, young striker. Yeah, one thing. One thing I would say is Broadhead and Chaplin particularly, but they're they're all quick to get shots away, aren't they? They're very good at getting quick yeah, shots oh, yeah. away. Like the opposite of Leeds United, you know, <laughs> they're slow to get shots away sometimes. So yeah, I think there's there's more to you know. There's the gonna you know, there's the gonna grumble that that they're um, out, a lot of them are outperforming their XG this team, and it's which are generally higher than they deserve to be on on these kind of metrics. I think there is. There is some element of the system and the way they play feeding into that, which makes it perhaps more sustainable. Because, like I say, they do get shots away very quick, and they're really good, really good finishers. And you know, okay, early shots get deflections and go in. You know, we keep complaining about oh, they want to go want a game with a deflection, but there's some element of design, not design, but some element of uh, the way they play in that as well. That means it'll be sustainable to some extent. Well, that's a very fair point. Yeah, um, I just want to talk a little bit now about what the data is saying about them um, behind everything. So we've already talked about some of the individual players' data, but just for a wider aspect, um, Ipswich so far have put up the second most XG in the league uh, with thirty point one six XG and scored thirty six goals from that. So yeah, definitely other performing of the team that we've already discussed there. And some set pieces, they're also relatively strong. They're the 
highest set piece team in the league with 7.54 xg and they've scored eight goals from that so roughly about where they should be with that and mm. and then we get regards to the xg against they have it's around mid table um i'm not sure i don't have numbers here but it's roughly mid table Nine, 19 xg they've had against and they've conceded 21 goals so there's also a slight on the a slight of performance from the teams who are against them as well which is promising is that non-set piece? Because I've got 24 XG against, I presume, with set pieces as well. I think I'm on a different one. This is open play XG. All oh, right. I'm on the I'm, I'm on the Opta Analyst website. Right, okay. It breaks it down from between set piece and open play. So, yeah, yeah. that is that mid-table for set piece XG. So, not, not set piece. Open play XG against. And then when it comes to set piece XG against, uh, it's very, very tight at that. Quite similar to us, actually. We're fourth best set piece yeah. xg and they're, and they're the third best so just there's letting the same amount of set piece goals which is which is four so yeah we are both in similar areas when it comes to team style as well and this, this pops analyst website which takes down to the four segments so fast and direct is one corner so an intricate is the other and then you've got sort of in, in between both of those and they're in the same segment as us which is hmm. A decent amount of passes per sequence, as well as a, a similar direct speed. So they're quite capable of mixing it up, same as what we are. So capable of assessing the ball and, and building up these passing sequences, but also capable of being in transition. Yeah. So it's the, they're definitely a team who ha- have more than one string to their bow, like we do. That's useful to know. I mean, the eye test to me suggested they're more direct than lead than we are. Mm. That, just just a little bit quicker to get it forward quickly than us. That was just on the eye test. I mean, I basically watched three games in the lead up to this podcast, so you know it's yeah. not it's not totally extensive. I've not watched all the games, but the three games I watched, they were they, they, were, they weren't shy of getting it forward. I would say certainly quicker than we are. They get more momentum going quickly and then play it forward. But like you say, they do the build up play is quite good. They do take quite a lot of chances and draw people in, don't they? And then play it forward. You know, they're quite good at that kind of stuff. They've got some nice moves and when building out from the back. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and you are right that they don't have too many like, big passing sequences. So we have so far ten for ten plus passing sequences. We have mm. three hundred and eight so far for the season, which is the fourth best in the league. Yeah, and which have where are they? Two hundred and thirteen, so nearly ninety less. Mm. So yeah, that they aren't as build up orientated as what we are. Um, yeah. But obviously, we're also capable of the direct sets as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is very similar for both teams. We've yeah. we've got forty five. They've got thirty nine. So around about a similar sort of amount of direct attack. But yeah, enough of the data. Yeah. yeah. Um. But either way, I think this is going to be a tough game. We had a tough mm. game last time, and I would expect similar for this one. I agree. But regards to their lineup, what can you see their lineup being? Are they a team who changes much? Not really. No. Um. So. This this season the, the 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 first eleven has hardly changed. So Hladky's the goalkeeper. I think he's played the whole season. Uh, Davis, as we all know, is the left back. Burgess and Wolfenden, uh, the two centre backs, and Clark is the right back who tucks in t- to to be the third centre back. Morsi and Longo, central midfield, sort of destroyers really. Burns on the right wing typically typically plays, but we think he might have a ban for this game uh, from picking up yellow cards. So it might be Amari Hutchinson, who's a young guy on loan from Chelsea. He tends to be the first option off the bench, so we think he comes in for Burns. Chaplin at 10, uh, Broadhead on the left wing, and Hurst up front is the likely team. Yep, that sounds about right to me as well. Yeah. And before we move on to the Lee's part of this analysis, we're going to go for a quick ad break. But first, a little more about our Patreon. 
don't worry, patrons. You do, you don't have to hear this bit. So Patreon is a media platform where you can support content creators you enjoy and get extra content in return. Our patrons get access for as little as one ninety nine per month, which gives you ad free podcasts. And if you want to pay a little bit more, you get other buff benefits, including early access to our preview pods, such as this one, analysis articles, videos, bonus podcasts. The more people we get signed up, the more we can afford to have an opposition fan on the pod to improve our previews like this one. So if you don't want to find out more about our Patreon, please visit them. Patreon.com forward slash ASAW Patreon. Perfect. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now let's get back to the analysis. So the lead, the lead section of this. First of all, we don't have any new injuries, do we? I, I think we're safe with that, unless we have any others, which Fark is going to tell us about in the coming days. No, no, um, no one went off hurt at the weekend that we know about or really obviously hurt. Um, that I'm aware of. So no, I think we're good in that front. Good stuff. And I believe Junior Firpo is now back in first team training, isn't he? He is. That's yes, another, another potential player who could start in this game. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll talk about the lineup a bit later on. So how do you think we'll approach this game? Do you think we'll do anything different either in possession or out of possession to what we did in the last game against Ipswich? Yeah, like I say, I think we can hurt these guys. I think we can hurt them. And if it is a transitional game, I think I can see us fancying our chances against them. But at the same time, they can, they'll fancy their chances in the transitional game. It's going to be two sluggers in a boxing match, isn't it? Really going for the knockout, both teams. And I just wonder if one of the teams tries to play it clever and tries to sit deeper and absorb pressure I mean I'm not mega 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 impressed with Ipswich against a lower block I think that is how you how you stop them but I just don't see us deploying a low block and I'd kind of really like to see us try that I think it could be really it could be really 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 interesting and it could really mess things up and mess them up and you know let them have the ball and then go at them when we win it back in midfield even not a low block just a just a sensible mid block with a with a trap I'd like to see that but in terms of my expectation we've been quite aggressive of late haven't we in man marking and man pressing so I would think Fark will stick to that and we'll go at them um, which is fine don't have a massive issue with that. I think we have the talent to take them down, but they've got a very good system that might take us down. So yeah, it's just going to be a, a slugfest, I would guess. Yeah, I agree. I would like to see some variation against these sort of sides, but especially at home, I don't mm. think we'll see any, anything different. Um, no. Fark is, is a big lover of Ellen Road, and we've turned it into something of a fortress this season. Yeah. So I, I would expect us to go at them as hard as we can and yep. try, try to put them in their place. <laughs> I would think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough game either way. But yeah, I I think it'll be exactly the same as what we've been seeing recently. We'll look to obsess the ball when we can, 
and they will also look to hit them in transition when they leave themselves open, which we hope yeah. will be quite often. But we'll see what happens with that. So, do you think there's a player, either good or bad, who will have big impact on this game from Leeds, his point of view? Well, it seems the obvious thing to say, isn't it? But it's, I've, I've picked out Clark and, and Somerville already, and I think that's a good battle for us, fruitful in, our, in, in that respect. And I think, like you say, whoever picks up Broadhead from Leeds, so if it's Ampadu picking on, dropping in, or if Stroke pushes up to pick him up, if you know if he drifts on the right hand side, perhaps you know our left. So that's that's an interesting one. So we're gonna have to be really careful with not Broadhead Chaplin. Sorry, Chaplin. I mean Chaplin. Um, whoever picks Chaplin up, who's the ten? So whether that be Ampadu or Stroke, uh, Stroke stepping up is really really important. And I think I, I do not slightly worry. Slightly worry is the wrong is is like the Leaf Davis Broadhead attack down the left. If Archie Gray gets isolated, that could be trouble for us. I think Archie Gray can handle them individually, but if they get doubled up, you know, if he gets isolated, and they double up on him. So those are the kind of danger areas we need to worry about in, in terms of them. How we whoever picks up Chaplin probably Ampadu, and yeah, and just make sure we don't get Archie Gray isolated against their left side. I agree with that. Um, that is a very good point, especially on that side where Davis gets forward. Mm. Um, but I would expect Stan James to be keeping a very close eye on Davis. I think that'll be his man to pick up and give that support to Gray in deeper areas. Yeah. So yeah, I would agree. With that. Think about the Sunderland game where Dan James dropped in to help on Clark. I mean, the dynamic is slightly different, but similar kind of yeah, yeah outcome exactly and that is probably my biggest concern that is on side and whoever is marking Chaplin will have to be mm. marking him very closely and yeah. making sure he doesn't, doesn't cause us trouble because like you mentioned earlier he likes to have nice combinations on the flanks with the yeah. right side and left and left side he drifts about fairly frequently but I think he probably prefers to be on the right side with there being more space in that inside channel with yeah. their right winger who is more, is more wider isn't he the right winger I think so yeah Burns I mean he does come in Burns and he's scored some goals but he's a bit like Dan James he comes in late you know quite high up the pitch rather than yeah. in build up it'll happen late on so he'll hold his weight right into the final third that makes sense yeah and would you have a, has a guess of what our predicted lineup will be well it's, gonna, it's not going to change is it injury aside I mean I I would perhaps be up for getting Spence over the right hand side and just getting that settled down. Mm. So I think we're missing out some of his upside on the left. And it'd be nice to turn Broadhead back and Davis back with Spence's running power. Um, I've said that before and I'll say it again. I want to see Spence over there. Now that means either shifting Archie Gray to left back, which I don't personally have a massive issue with. I think if he's going to invert being right-footed, there's less of an issue. Or bringing Furpo in, but I just don't see Fark doing that. So those are the changes I would make, but I'm not Fark and I don't expect him to make them. I think we'll have an unchanged team with Spencer at left-back. I agree, and exactly. I think it will be the exact same team unless there's any injuries, which we don't know about, yeah. which we'll find out in the coming days. Yep, good stuff. And what do we expect this game of football will look like to what? I think it'll it'll be similar to... Um, the heavyweight boxing match we're going to see on Saturday night with Anthony Joshua. <laughs> I think it'd be two, it'd be two pretty good, pretty transition heavy, uh, big hitters like slugging it, slugging at each other, and we're, we're going to see goals. I think um, their style will help our attacking play, which has looked a bit, looked a bit stale, I guess of late, a little bit stale. I think their style will help bring out the best out of ourselves, but I think um, they will absolutely be able to hurt us in transition. And and you know I could see it being a bit like that Borough game, I guess, or at least the first half of that Borough game. In in that there'll be lots of incident, lots of lots of fouls. I think it'll be they're a physical team. This this team like Morsi, Longo, Burns isn't playing. Clark likes to tackle. They're all you know the big strong boys, and they'll, and they'll let, you know they'll, they'll leave it on our players. And I think we've noticed a lot of that recently. I think um, some of our forwards have been targeted in recent games, and I think 
bits which will be no different on that respect. So yeah, I think it'd be it'll be a big physical it'll be a physical game, lots of lots of yellow cards, lots of lots of transitions, lots of attacks, and probably lots of goals. Yeah, it's shaping up to be a pretty fun game, I think. Yeah. Um, I think the last game Ipswich dominated possession, but I think with us having home advantage, I think it made a sway towards our side. Yeah. So we'll probably have the more possession in this in this one. Yeah. But it'll still It'll probably be pretty similar to the last game with lots of attacks from both teams and it'll just be about who takes the most of those chances. I would say so. The final question, where will this game be won or lost on? I mean, it's 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 going to be it's who gets on the score sheet first has got a, 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 an outsized advantage, haven't they, really? So if we can get on the score sheet first and they've got to really come at us, I just think, like I say, we, we'll 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 transition the life out of Clark and Burgess and Wolfen at the back. We'll absolutely torture them. But if they get in front and, and are able to sort of sit deep and then hit us, I think it'd be very difficult for us to break them down. So it's just it's, it's such an obvious answer, isn't it? But the first goal is 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 like a, a really overpowered advantage in this game, isn't it? You know, once you get that first goal, it's like, right, you're away. Uh, and you've got and you've got all the advantage in the world to hit the the opposition. Yep, that's very true. And the then the first goal worked so well for us in the last game, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But no, generally you are right. The first goal in these kind of games is very very key. Yeah. And and I think we should hopefully do better if we, especially if we score an early goal. I think probably an early goal is better um, than. The one we scored yeah. first and last game because it was pretty late, and so they had to quickly get forward. But yeah, I can see it being quite tense as well. I can see there being a lot of, like I say, fouls and chances, and and the ref might have a big impact. Could have a big impact on this game. How the ref handles that, if if the ref lets stuff go early on and and, and it and it kind of spirals, or if the ref, you know, tries to clamp down and we start seeing yellow cards early. You know, a reasonably strong chance of a red card in this game from a couple of yellows. So yeah, the ref could have an impact. Actually, that's one thing to watch out for. But that's really hard. That's, that's 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 unpredictable. It could go either way, couldn't it? Really, but it's going to be a factor, I think. Yeah, I agree with that too. So uh, before we do go, that's pretty much everything for the analysis of this. But a few housekeeping things. Just a quick reminder: the website for our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash asaw Patreon. We will be hoping to do some Twitter spaces before this coming game. Um, we can't guarantee it. It all depends on the availability of others and if we can get them together. And if we do get one, it'll be around 2.15. It will free game kick off on Saturday, right? You no, know, it's a lunch, a lunchtime game. It's 12.30. Yeah, 12.30 game. Okay. It's on Sky, I think. It's a Sky game. So it'll be an early Twitter space if we have yeah. one. And um, we'll do our best to get one for you. Um, so yeah, that'll be around. So that'll be it. Lineups are out at half eleven, so about eleven forty-five ish if we can get yep. one together. But we will try to post something before that, so give you a bit of a warning. Uh, the Christmas period is coming up, and it's a very busy period for Leeds and for our podders, of course. As such, we won't be in a position to review the Ipswich game by itself before the following game against Preston on Boxing Day. Most guys would like a break at <laughs> Christmas, not me. Um, They've had to talk me out of doing solo pods and putting on voices. <laughs> but our plan is to review both Ipswich and Preston in one bullheader pod. Uh, it will be some point between Boxing Day and New Year's, some sometime in that week. Yeah, we so we play we play West Brom on the Friday, I think it is, between Christmas and New Year, I think. So and the Boxing Day is is perhaps the Tuesday, so yeah. Yeah, we, we we are going to be doing doing something for all of the games, but it may just be a little bit less than what would normally do. So combining the two reviews into one, and we've got we're going to be doing previews for both 
Do we have an opposition interview for the Preston one? Enough for Preston. So I'm speaking to a West Brom fan this week, actually, on Thursday this week. It's the same chap, um, Luke, who spoke to us last time about the West Brom game. And I've also got an interview lined up for the Birmingham game, which is the New Year's Day game. So, yeah. So, 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 so yeah, yeah, so we'll be releasing those, those previews. And I will be just doing recording a little bit around them just to fill in the parts. It'll just be me adding a bit extra onto the interviews, which Dan's doing for the, those two games. But yeah, uh, Tom Alderson wanted to say Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. He wanted to be here, but he couldn't. Um, it's something about having to go to Horsforth and teaching someone a lesson. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what that could be referring to. Any idea, Sam? Um, no, I've no idea. Something to do with Milner, maybe? Adam Milner? I don't know. Possibly, yeah. Possibly. Something in the Horsforth area of Leeds. So if, if you see Tom Olsen in Horsforth, say hi to him. All that's left for me to say is thank you very much to Dan. You're welcome, Martin. Thank you. And thank you to dear listener. We all hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Bye! Bye! <laughs>